What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Fixes Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. I've just been collecting katanas, Brad. <laughs> That's my goal, is I want to collect all the curved blades. It's funny that you're that you're reliving um, vicariously through Elden Ring what you wanted to do in your twenties, but that's <laughs> <laughs> but that's fun. Oh man, it's probably it's probably best you didn't get into that IRL just because of we've all heard the story of the one katana that you do have that you kept above your bed. Uh, unsheathed for yeah 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 <laughs> I, have a, I have a i have a scar right here yeah and uh, the hair never grew back because bam right right in the head yep lesson <laughs> lesson for you kids don't uh actually this is gonna be a, a, a episode full with lessons i really hope that you guys enjoyed um just the constant flow of positivity last week because we're back to actual gaming news which of course means that we're going to be bringing the relentless negativity because companies just can't get their shit straight. Uh, you know, whose turn it is in the barrel this week, Micah polyphony studios makers what? of grand Turismo seven, a game that I am still really enjoying. But la- last week they had to take it offline for about 30 hours. And uh, the thing about grand Turismo seven is that if you can't connect to the internet, you cannot play Gran Turismo 7 because everything oh, wow. is reliant on their servers. Even their quote-unquote single-player mode requires an online connection because all of your progress is synced to their servers. There's no local save data. Um, That's... That stinks. Like, I don't yeah. remember... I remember hearing some reviews, but I don't recall anybody saying that. Yeah. Uh, I think I feel like sport was the same. No sport. You could definitely play. There's a couple modes you could play offline. Like there were some modes that you could not play uh, if you weren't connected, but there were definitely some offline available modes in sport as well. Um, so that, that sucked. And so they patched that to, to fix the issue. Cause it was, a, it was an issue that they had with uh, an update that they were putting out essentially that caused some systems to like not turn on or something like that. I don't know, but when they patch the game, when they when they put the fix out, a lot of folks that play the game. So let me let me kind of rewind here real quick. So farming has always been a part of the Gran Turismo series because you have cars um, that you want to buy and you have to buy parts for the cars. And, you know, the the in-game credits that are available are not unlimited. You have to earn them and you earn them through racing and, and doing activities in the game. So usually people that play Gran Turismo seriously. Um, we'll figure out like what are the races what are the activities in the game that you can do to get the highest credit per hour earning potential essentially so like you're sitting there like how can you farm most efficiently much like you would in like an MMO or you know anything of that sort essentially and so you know there's a couple races that basically you know paid out like like if you farm them you'd get like you know, anywhere between like 100 to 125,000 credits per hour, essentially, um, which doesn't sound fun. And it's not. But, you know, much like in real life, if you want to buy the cool, fun toy, then you have to go do some work to be able to earn some money to to, to pay for it. You can't buy it on credit in GT yeah. Sport. Um, so when the update came back. A lot of folks had noticed that some of those races, some of the races that were identified as being like the most uh, efficient 
to farm for credits had their outputs uh, decreased in in the new uh, with the new update that came out. Now, mind you, um, you can still pay money to, to buy credits in game if you wanted to. You know, that's that's still something that's there. So before the. So I'm, I'm a, there's an article on GT Planet that kind of breaks this down really effectively. So before the patch came out, basically you uh, here here it is here. So Grand Speedman Seven, you could earn one one point seven five million credits per hour, okay, which is the third best efficiency rating for the Grand Turismo series, okay, and so that's pretty good considering that you know and and that's even probably little light considering that some of the cars in the game cost like 18 million credits. Like you'd have to grind for, you know, 12 hours to, to earn enough credits to, to get that stuff. But when the update, when the patch came out, Grand Turismo seven drops to the seventh most efficient or sorry, the seventh most efficient in terms of how long it takes to be able to buy, um, you know, those top cars, uh, 10.9 hours, uh, about 205 races you'd have to earn um, in order to, to to grind this stuff out, which is, again, when it's it's one thing if you're going to be like, okay, you got to grind it out and, you know, this is what it is. It's another thing when you're like, hey, you got to grind it out or you can pay us money to do that. Um, there was a letter that came out from the creator of Gran Turismo um, who basically said like, hey, patience, you know, like. You know, I wish I could talk about the stuff that we plan on doing in the game, but just, you know, please trust us and this out of the other thing. But again, they're not like it's not like they're reversing course on what they're doing. Community's pissed like the community's really upset about this, which I fucking understand because they do this like it's stuff that if if this wasn't in the game or if, if this wasn't the the noise around the game wouldn't be as big of a deal. But because this the game is where it is, it's like a slap in the face. So like. They have these like roulette wheels, which are basically like loot boxes, but you only earn them through playing the game, essentially. Like you can't buy them separately or anything like that. And you get it for like your daily reward or whatever. Like they have a thing in the game where if you drive um, 26.2 miles in a, in a single day, then you get like a reward just for kind of it's like a login bonus of sorts. And so it, it gives you this roulette wheel where you can win like, you know different uh you know you can win credits you can win a car you can win tuning parts whatever usually it's credits and usually it's like a paltry amount of credits and so but one of the things you can also get is an invitation like they have this like envelope that says one of the prizes and i and i won one of the prizes that was the envelope and it's like oh here's we'd like to invite you to brand central to purchase these exclusive very rare cars that we have available on sale and i'm like oh that's pretty cool so you go into Grand Central or brand, into Brand Central and it's like, hey, would you like to buy this Ferrari for like four million credits? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I actually would not. <laughs> and there, but but like this invitation, because like the invitation is good for like two weeks. So like this icon persists on my on like my GT home screen above brand central, just reminding me that they, you know, basically like, 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 would you, like, we'd like to invite you to take a look at these cars that are probably unattainable for you right now. Uh, but just remind you that they're here, uh, not being yeah. purchased by you. So, yeah, 
Yeah, FOMO, 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 FOMO. Yeah, like like it's stuff like that, and it's completely unnecessary. Like GT used to be such a wholesome game series, and stuff like this, it it just seems like a path, a turn to the dark side in many ways for a game that really doesn't need it. Um, especially for as, as much of like I talked about last week, as much as a love letter to cars that this game is like, you don't need to do all this dumb shit. Like, like it's, it's really not necessary at all. Yeah, it does. It does feel odd. Um, one of the reasons why I never got back into Gran Turismo is because my sister deleted my save file. Mm-hmm. Um, back when GT two was was released, and that just killed it for me because I put a lot of work into it. But that was, but that's what I think of when I think of Gran Turismo. I think of you put in a lot for that racing series for for that particular game. Um, and and but you earn everything, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and I don't know, it just felt like polyphony like was the type of company that was just like, Hey, I know this is hard, but it'll be worth it in the end. And now it's just like, or I can just bend over and you can give me a dollar and you can do, you can have your way with me. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't, it doesn't sit right. Well, and I think I mentioned this last week. The other problem is it's such a diversion from how, cars could be purchased in GT Sport because like GT Sport had microtransactions as well. First of all, you could disable the prompt for microtransactions in the game, which I talked about on the show before, and I really appreciated that. Like whenever you bought a car in GT Sport, it would always say, hey, do you want to pay for this in credits or do you want to pay for this in PlayStation Store money? And you could actually turn off the option to pay for it in PlayStation Store money. Like you could literally go into the settings and say, I don't even want this to be an option. And they were like, cool, like, well, we won't show it to you. But even if you did that, even if you did want to spend real money, like a car, like, 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 like the, like the AM, like the Mercedes AMG, like the Lewis Hamilton, you know, F1 car that they had in the game from 2018 was like 4 million in-game credits. Or you could pay $4 of real money for that, which is, but, but again, in, in relative terms, that's fine. Now you'd have to pay $40 because $20 gets you 2 million in-game credits. So they basically like, like hyperinflation has hit the Gran Turismo universe, essentially. <laughs> so that it, it has devalued the, the, the worth of the Gran Turismo credit. Down, down, down to that of the Russian ruble currently, essentially, essentially right now. Damn, so it's, 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 it just feels, it feels scummy. It feels scummy. And look, I haven't spent uh, an extra penny in GT7. I don't feel compelled to spend any extra money, and I'm still having a great time with the game. There's still plenty to do. I'm still working my way through, like, the unlocking of tracks and and things of that nature as well. And the game still feels really fun to play. It's just unfortunate that this other issue, like, exists on the periphery. That And again, they they constantly are reminding you because literally every time you receive, like, a gift of credits, it's always like, oh, would you like to top off your credits with <laughs> in, the, in the PlayStation Store? <laughs> oh, I'm just on. like, I would yeah, not, actually. Please stop yeah, gross, suggesting this gross. to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely unnecessary. Um, and I just, like I said, just make your game good. Make it fair. 
And you'd be surprised how much money people will be willing to give you if they don't feel like that they have to spend it. Like that that's where people get into trouble with these games. If you, if you feel like you have to spend money to be efficient, that's where people get upset. But if it's, Hey, I feel like I'm progressing well in the game and yeah, you know, maybe I'm just going to be a little impatient here and maybe kick some money for this specific thing yeah. or whatever. Like that's, yeah. that's one thing, but the way they're doing it is not, is not kosher. I don't mind a store being there, right? Because that's just the way that the industry has gone now. I don't mind a store being there, but I do mind pop-ups. Like mm. pop-ups are are just fucking annoying. Um and uh, y- you know, it's just kind of gross, but like the store's there. Like I get mm-hmm. it, right? And then I have the nerve to be like, you want to round up? Like, yo, I'm not at a CVS. <laughs> like, I don't want to donate 71 cents to whatever charity. Like, like no, I don't want to round up. Leave me alone. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. So it's again, it's unfortunate. It's it's and and again, like we've seen it so many times. Like when you like dumb stuff like this takes all the oxygen up in the room. Like, like the game came out launched really well, reviewed really well. There was a lot of positive buzz around it. You know, everyone's like, Oh, like, you know, to the best grand threes ever. And, you know, it's so nice to have this series back. And then all of a sudden, Oh, look, they hid, they hid microtransactions from reviewers. Oh, look now we're, you know, now this shit's happening. And, and now like, because of that, like, I don't know how much this actually matters to them, but like the game got review bombed on, Metacritic. So, like, it's the lowest user rated uh, PlayStation game on Metacritic right now because Jeez. people got pissed off at, at the negative news around it. So, like, it's and it's 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 such an unforced error. Like, you just didn't have to do it this way. You really didn't. Is it really getting you that much to, that that the negative PR that you're suffering is worth worth all this? I don't know how much money they're pulling in for microtransactions right now. So, like, it's you know it's impossible to tell, you know, now watch this at the end of the year, you know, PlayStation play, Oh, grand three is most seven, you know, earned a billion dollars in, in, in microtransactions. <laughs> and it's like a new FIFA. I don't think that'll be the case, but we'll see. Let's hope not. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I really, I really do hope not. I don't, I don't need to incentivize them to make it even worse to, to grind cars in that game. Good Lord. <laughs> um, Awkward transition. Uh, go to uh, go to densepixels.com slash fans uh, and join our Discord. Um, you can talk about uh, all kinds of cool stuff there. Um, when you go to densepixels.com slash fans, you'll get an invite. And then, you know, it's an easy setup. You're probably on Discord anyway. And uh, come. Uh, 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 be merry and jovial and talk about all the stuff that you want to talk about. Since you're already on the internet, go to youtube.com slash dense pixels and subscribe. Uh, smash that like button. Uh, I was watching some YouTube videos earlier. What what do some of these people say? I uh, really, I, uh, really appreciate it. If you could uh, give me a like and uh, subscribe. There's a lot of foreign people on YouTube just raking in money, man. Like just, just raking in money hand over fist. And... And we need a foreign correspondent on Dense Pixels so that they can hear that foreign accent. Hey, guys, it's Grace. Hey, guys, smash that like button. You know what I mean? Like, we need something. We need something. If Carrie comes back in here, we're going to demand that she do some sort of foreign accent just so that we can get you to smash that like button and hit subscribe. Uh, And since you're subscribing, subscribe to all the TMP 
Studios podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, including the Neuropocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, uh, Coming Distractions, the and the weekly preview episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. And if that's not enough, and we know it's not, go to densepixels.com slash premium for $5 a month, $50 for the full year. You get access to the premium slate of podcasts, including the airing of grievances, No Time to Bleed, The Men with the Golden Tongues, Upstage Conversation, and the full episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. Carrie joins us. Carrie, quickly, quickly, very quickly. Okay, I'm giving you time to prepare. Very quickly, do a foreign accent. No, thank you. <laughs> that is that is what happens when Carrie literally comes in uh, thirty seconds after Micah call, calls her out, and he did not know she was coming. That's the best part. Oh. Did you think I could do a foreign accent? My, Micah yeah. seems to think the key to us blowing up on YouTube is to is to not sound like filthy Americans. Oh, you mean, so do fucking pip chip pip pip cheerio like what you do? <laughs> best I can work. do is like a New York. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's arguably more American of an accent. Oh. <laughs> Could be worse. Could be Boston. Was that the whole? Was that the whole thing? Was that the whole ad read? I've I've completely lost my train of uh, uh yes my yes, train of focus. Okay. <laughs> Um, before we get into the bad news, uh, Carrie, yeah. have you been playing anything fun that you'd like to sit here and talk about and discuss? Did I tell you? Did I, did I talk about Guardians of the Galaxy on this show? No, you have not. That a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I started that. Started playing that. Uh, I'm not super far into the game, but it's. I think it's fun. Um, I love the soundtrack. I feel like the game fits very comfortably between mcu film guardians and contemporary comic book guardians in terms of the way that everyone is sort of characterized and the general vibe of everything um yeah i i wasn't expecting it to be as fun as it is um but yeah you do like the huddle move and then like one of like the pop songs will play for a while after that so i'm in the middle of this boss fight and i like do the huddle and what kicks off is never going to give you up by Rick Astley. And I'm like, am I being punked right now? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's been fun. Uh, I picked up Pokemon Brilliant Diamond finally. And, uh, yep, it is a Pokemon game. Um, I enjoy it, but it is it is very classic Pokemon. And uh, these past couple days, I've been replaying Paradise Killer because that game got an update last week. So I've been digging through trying to find all the new content. I have now found all the new content and now I can finish the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, very fun. That's um, it for me. I am very proud of the teaser that I wrote in the docket for this next story. Which is that it looks like the workers have been taking the initiative to get the heck out of Microsoft's new studio. Shut the fuck up. Which is called The Initiative. <laughs> and they're working on the Perfect Dark remake. But apparently they have seen uh, a bit of a staff exodus over the last year, essentially. Uh, more than 30 departures since the start of 2021. Um, and not just like entry level developers, like design director, lead level director, principal game designer, principal world builder, lead systems designer, technical director, director yeah. of narrative, <laughs> like big, 
big important positions, leadership positions are are leaving en masse from this project. Yeah, and, and again, like it bears reminding that this is a like this is a new studio. Like this studio is not that old. This was a big like focal point of like Microsoft's, you know, hey, we're making games announcement that they did a couple of years ago uh during E3. And this is why like people, you know, might have remembered a couple of weeks ago there's a big story that Microsoft was kind of like subcontracting uh, Crystal Dynamics from Square um, to help work on this Perfect Dark game that's coming out. And this is pretty much why Crystal Dynamics has had to uh, has had to work on this because of all of this talent and all of these high uh, high ranking folks that have left uh, from this studio. Um, a lot of people that have left have cited. um the fact that the project's moving along very slowly and that there's a lack of creative freedom uh, under the studio's current leadership right now, um, which I, I'm not sure how to feel about that. I mean, it's. Yeah. You have a project that you're supposed yeah. to be doing though. Like, like, I mean, if I'm making a perfect dark, I think it would be pretty creative if like, giant penguins would have walked around and all of a sudden they would be your enemies. But like, I don't think that fits in the perfect dark universe. I mean, I'm just kind of relieved that this just seems to be, you know, good old fashioned garden variety studio mismanagement instead of anything like harassment related after all, after yeah, the past I, the I swore, the story, so. man, I swore. I looked at those first two <laughs> stories and I'm like, the way you worded the, the polyphony story, I'm like, Oh shit. Like, did they like, like, Oh no, that yeah, polyphony polyphony is just normal video game corporate greed <laughs> flaring its flaring its ugly head. <laughs> like, isn't that sad? Isn't that sad? Like that's immediately where I go now. Was that some company has been caught harassing people and or or overworking them. Uh and that's where my head is for yeah. all of these video game companies. No, this is just your regular run of the mill. Good old fashioned corporate greed. So, don't worry, Michael. We'll have a story for you coming up. <laughs> coming up soon. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, at least it's it's just odd, and like none of us are expecting this perfect dark game to be worth a shit when it comes out, right? Especially with this news tracking at this point. No, no this this has already felt like such a troubled development that I would be surprised if this came out and was anywhere near good let alone passable. Yeah. I perfect dark was set. The first game was so, uh, was so fun. I, I really enjoyed it. I, at least I remember enjoying it. And, um, that could have been something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I remember you, enjoying golden. I, I would never go back to play it. Like get the fuck out of here. Right. I mean, that's the thing is, you know, Perfect Dark came out basically on the heels of GoldenEye, I believe. I mean, it was the next the, game from that from that studio. Ran, ran on the same yeah. engine and uh, took everything that GoldenEye had sort of popularized and, you know, elevated it a little bit. And that's that's why the original Dark, I think, is looked back upon so fondly um, is is simply because of what it was at the time. Um, I don't know that you can make a perfect dark game now and have it land anywhere near the same simply because of where we are technologically and in terms of overall game design. Yeah, I agree. I just, um, 
I don't know. That could have been something, man. I don't know. I, I, I think the, I think the elements of, of the story, such as it was, you could have, you could have had uh, maybe not a friend, not maybe not like a long running franchise, but like that second perfect dark where they kind of, where they, where they took Joanna dark from this cool spy to this, like, I don't know what the fuck she was, man. She she was a current YouTuber. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> she's just it's like, what the, like, what is this? And like, yeah. that's not even me being old because I wasn't old back then. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't sit right. God, that second, that, that recent perfect dark did come out like, like over 15 years ago at this point, yeah, kind of hard to <laughs> kind of hard to wrap your head around. Um, I don't 2010. Yeah, it was before that. Ago. It was before yeah. that. It wasn't the like most, a launch game for the for the 360. Perfect Dark Zero. Perfect Dark Zero was 2005. Yeah, what came out and in 2010? Perfect Dark. Oh, they probably now they're did making just, another Perfect Dark. Yeah, we have seen Perfect Dark, Perfect Dark, Perfect Dark Zero, Perfect Dark, and will now be receiving. Uh, you guessed it, Perfect Dark. <laughs> I don't know, like it's it's one of those games that like I feel like gets a lot more credit than it probably deserves for the reasons that Carrie specified because it's literally it's 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 the pseudo sequel to Goldeneye essentially a Look, game if you want the time. real if you want the real high quality perfect dark experience you dig out your favorite handheld that of course being the Game Boy Color you play the Game Boy Color version of that that title. <laughs> Because that's a thing that exists that people tend to forget about. See, to me, to me, it's like everyone like clamoring for the rebirth of like the siphon filter franchise. It's like, oh, it was so good. I'm like, ah, oh, but Metal Gear did it so much better than than it siphon did, filter man. did. It really did. Like it got I, it got eclipsed in its day. <laughs> like I don't understand right. why why you're like clamoring for this game to come out. Plus, so. I I never liked the way siphon uh, siphon filter man ran. I never liked it. Like he always, he always seemed <laughs> not even, like, not even putting some any respect on Gabe's on Gabe's name. You just he's <laughs> siphon filter man. Is that his name? <laughs> it's Gabe. It's Gabe something. I don't remember what his last name is, but he his name is Gabe. But he's siphon oh, filter shit. man now. Yeah, man. Nah, that's siphon filter man. Si- siphon that's snake. Siphon man. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he is. <laughs> holy oh shit god oh my god um yeah we don't need another siphon filter and i really just don't feel like we need another perfect dark well i i i don't i, I get why studios are hung up on, the, on the, old the ip reboot, but the, the reboot of perfect dark is simply happening because dumb shits my age are nostalgic for having played it on the nintendo 64 but they have not actually gone back and replayed the nintendo 64 version in a long time so they simply have their memories of the game which are fond and that's fine i have plenty of fond memories for games that have not aged particularly well um but that's why they're making a new one and it's going to come out and everyone's you know people are going to buy it and be like oh huh it's okay (laughs) and it's going to get a seven out of ten and that's going to be the end of that. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll be a it, it it'll be exactly that. It'll be a seven. It'll have multiplayer that's fun for like five minutes, and then no one will play it after two weeks, and that'll be the end of that. So we've seen this story before. Um, it'll it'll be it'll be the Outriders of twenty twenty four. 
That's what it'll be. <laughs> and again, nothing wrong with Outriders. I enjoyed the 15 hours that I put into it. And I will tell you that since I put that game down, I haven't once thought about it. Like I haven't until thought about like it a now. single time until just now. Exactly. What a very, very apt comparison. Yeah. Like you, you made that comparison and it just, it clicked. I was like, okay, that's, that's exactly what it would be. <laughs> yep. Like I said, played that game. was like, wow, this is fun. Put it down to play something else. And I haven't given it a thought since then. So <laughs> not one, not one single synapse in my brain has gone to Outriders. Um, well, Micah, good news for you, buddy. Uh, Sony apparently has eight or not as apparently they do have eight former employees alleging uh, sexual harassment in the workplace against the company. Uh, that Sony tried to there, there's uh, one of the ex employees is filing suit against them, uh, which Sony tried to get uh, thrown out of court. And then many other women came forward as well, saying that they experienced similar things uh, while they were at Sony as well. So Sony, the latest company to have their misdeeds uh, being surfaced. Here, here they, we go. Uh, have they named any names? Uh, they've as not. Far as, they as have, far as people specifically accused. No. But um, we we do have names of of the women who are leveling these accusations, including uh, Marie Harrington, a uh, former Sony Interactive senior director who left in 2019, uh, apparently, quote, uh, due to systemic sexism against women, uh, which she reported throughout her career and outlined in nine pages saying that uh, they were undervalued uh, leadership highlighted high performers at the company in calibration sessions uh, and did not highlight uh, women uh, said that 70 workers were being reviewed during a calibration session and only four of them were women um, also said that and tell me if you've heard this one before the men at Sony would rank female employees by their hotness and pass around filthy jokes and images of women uh apparently an engineer asked her not to wear skirts to work because it was distracting him male engineers went to strip clubs during lunch hours and shared pornography with each other okay i the only reason i asked if they named names is because brad your stepdad <laughs> sean laden is 100 percent was was a part of this he was 100% a part of this. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Because he just, got, got, and I'm stereotyping. Look at him. I really hope not. I look, like Sean. I, I don't, look, I don't, I don't want that to happen to anybody on either side. But nah, yo. Nah. There's something about that dude, man. Again, we, uh, we, I think we mentioned this when. He's like a cool Ted Cruz. Yeah. Oh. I don't like that comparison. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care for that comparison, and I can kind of and I can kind of see it, which makes me care for it even less. Yeah. So I so I don't appreciate that at all. I have to say, um, I I think I said when the rumblings of this story first started kind of emerging a couple weeks ago that Sony would do well to get out in front of this. As much as possible. Um, trying to get this lawsuit thrown out of court is not a great first step. And That's not, not getting in front of it. Yeah, and not and not publicly, you know, releasing statements, you know, talking about proactively what you're going to do. 
Um, also not getting out in front of it. I don't think remaining silent while that's probably the prudent thing to do from a legal exposure standpoint, um, is not a great thing to do from a public relations exposure standpoint. Cause like when you let it fester, you just let more people have their narrative and it makes it look like you're not caring or doing anything about it. So yeah. 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 This sucks. Sure God does. Um, yeah. Uh, one one former employee in a statement said that uh, she worked with four other women during her five years at Sony, all of which ended up leaving the company for similar reasons relating to sexual discrimination, harassment, and not being able to earn a promotion. Uh, instances where men made comments about women not understanding technology. <laughs> and another time where a senior manager attempted to grab her breast at an offsite work event. Uh, apparently, uh, another former employee said that a certain amount of attrition after the PlayStation 5 launch was expected. The disproportionate number of women leaving has alarmed leadership, as it should, because that means that you're not having you're not creating an environment where women yeah. want to be there. I just I don't understand if you are a com- I mean. If you're any company, honestly, you should be doing this on an ongoing basis. But if you're especially if you are a large company or even a small company in the video game industry, how any every company is not taking a step back and doing like an internal audit and an honest one of themselves right now just to kind of make sure that everything is going as it should um, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It really seems like that's a smart thing that many companies could do. Um that I feel like no one is and we're going to keep seeing shit like this popping up. Um, it's not in here, but uh, I know I the the developer of Ori of the Ori games, the Ori in the Blind Forest uh, series of games, uh, they have cropped up as being a you know hostile work environment, which is insane because the, that studio, I think it's Moon Studios, is known yeah. for being a remote exclusive company. Like, like they don't have offices. They all work remote. And somehow right. like you can't keep this shit out of your company slack. Like, is that, is that seriously? Like, is that <laughs> like how, how like, yeah, for, for you to have a fully remote work environment and still have it be so hostile towards women. Yo, yeah, I don't, and, and to, and to their credit, the reason I brought it up is because a lot of people were wondering because, like, with, with Microsoft on this, like, studio acquisition craze, they're like, oh, man, I wonder why they didn't acquire Moon Studios. And also that um, Microsoft is not publishing their next game. Like, Ori and the Will of the Wisps was the last game that they were working with Moon on. And it turns out that Microsoft was aware of this culture inside the company, and that's why they didn't want to work with them any longer. So, like, they All purposely right. were like, yeah. I just I just pu- pulled up the story real quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the report paints a picture we know all too well at this point. Crunch, emotionally manipulative manipulative bosses, and incredibly rude and inappropriate jokes. Most of the issue lies with the two heads of the studio. Oh, shocker. Uh, Thomas Maller, Mailer and Gennady? G- G- fucking whatever. Some European dipshit. Carol. <laughs> Uh, who were known among staff to withhold positive feedback about their work as well as make inappropriate jokes in public work chats. Uh, one Moon developer said um, <coughs> the founders were both belligerent and uh, it was limited to those two and it was unprofessional on an hourly basis. Um, yeah. 
Uh, also, Annapurna Interactive uh, actually yeah. had a, a report drop about them as well, because uh, it's not just Annapurna. It's a lot of the indie studios that Annapurna has chosen to work with that are just full of this shit. It's this is not something that's limited to big studios. This is just a systemic issue in the industry. And um, it's in in my opinion, this is the result of people holding up these sort of like indie dev studio heads as like auteurs and it's like oh well in order to get this good creativity we need to we need to just sort of let them be who they are and it's like you don't actually have to put up with assholes they're just assholes there are plenty of creative people out there who manage to not be assholes try it sometime yeah or just or like don't like the auteur thing is interesting because like we've seen that with so many people like Ken Levine's famously another one of these guys who is just notoriously difficult to work with. And because he doesn't have people skills, don't let these guys manage studios, like, like have them be like the head, like, like, like driving the creative vision of the studio, but have like a studio manager, have someone to, to, to bring the reins in, have someone that can actually manage the office environment excellently because just because you're create and we this is true in any industry in the entire world just because you're talented and creative doesn't mean that you're a good manager of people like like that like those are two very different skill sets and very rarely do they translate evenly uh across folks like there's like the, the there's a famous real world example um that gets referenced a lot so Wayne Gretzky is pretty much the greatest hockey player of all time like, like there's an argument to be made for some other folks, but he's got all the records. Like he's, you know, he's definitely like just, they get, retired his number simply because he was the best to ever league wide, league wide. No, no one else in the league can Yo, wear. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know nobody could win. 99. Yeah. Nobody can wear a 99 <laughs> in the NHL because that's how fucking good Wayne Gretzky is. Jesus Christ. But yeah. Wayne Gretzky <laughs> for a couple of years was a head coach and was fucking terrible. Like, like his teams were awful in the league. And it's because like when you're Wayne Gretzky, like you, like a player, you like, you go to a player like, Hey, why can't you do this? Like, why can't you see that? He's, you know, he's going to be there to receive this pass. And the player's like, well, cause I'm not you. Like, I'm not fucking Wayne Gretzky. Like I'm, I'm Joe <laughs> hockey player. Like, like I'm like, I'm a good hockey player, but I'm not Wayne fucking Gretzky. So like, just because you can do doesn't mean that you're you're you necessarily have the skills to do the other side of the equation as well, just because you're good at something. Right. Yeah. So George George Lucas is another one. Who, yeah. <laughs> who is very much like I got this creative vision and I can do mm -hmm. I I see it and 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 but he just could not connect with his actors. You know? Yep. So you gotta like I said you have to have you have to have intermediaries. You don't you don't just want people at the top that uh you know that had that creative gene. Like you want their input, but they shouldn't be at the top of the totem pole. And again, like the Ken Levy, the rational games thing is fucking wild because those guys busted their ass to get Bioshock infinite out. And then basically 2k, like they're like, we'll keep Ken Levine and we're closing, but we're closing the studio. Like, but we want to hang on to Ken Levine and Ken Levine's like, Oh, that sucks. But such is life. I guess like that's that's unfortunate, but it is what it is. So, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I, I just I need the games industry to get this shit together. It's a good thing that games are so good and fun 
that we have all this good stuff to talk about because I swear to God, if we had to talk about this stuff and only this stuff week after week, this would be a really fucking shitty podcast to <laughs> fucking do. We'd have we'd have to do a two hour podcast. There'd have to be an hour of premium content because it would basically be look forward part two. Look forward <laughs> jobs industry. <Yeah>. Dense pixels. <laughs> God damn. Uh, awkward transition. Go to densepixels.com slash, uh, slash Amazon. We already did the first one. Go to densepixels.com slash Amazon. For all of your Amazon purchasing needs, um, when you go to densepixels.com slash Amazon, uh, you can help us uh, by uh, clicking that link. And then everything else is just you do what you normally do. Um, I recent, What did I recently buy? I recently bought something uh, on densepixels.com slash Amazon. <laughs> It was I recently bought many things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's got something. Uh, my wife is usually the dense pic- the the densepixels.com slash Amazon person, but I actually bought something on densepixels.com slash Amazon. And if you want me to stop saying densepixels.com slash Amazon, you have to go to densepixels.com slash Amazon. Uh, I bought myself an Ansel uh, enhanced. Uh, what is this thing called? Um, it's like a, it's like a, a vehicle code reader. Cause my engine light came on oh. and, uh, and Micah, 40 couldn't, bucks. Micah couldn't be bothered to literally drive to an auto zone and have them <laughs> do it for free. He's like, I have to pay $40 to get this code that I then have to I, go to the internet to decipher what the code means. I, I honestly didn't know AutoZone did that. For they me. <laughs> you, I, can I, I you can literally drive to the parking lot and be like, Hey, something's wrong with my car. Can you can you run a code reader on it and they'll take that same this that same piece that you bought and stick it into your into the port on your computer and they'll tell you what the error code is that's on it. Well, fuck, fucking asshole! Oh boy, and giving myself a forty dollar fucking code reader that you're going to use one time, right? That I'm never going to use again. (laughs) God damn it. Micah's spending money that he doesn't have to and probably shouldn't be spending. Wow, we've never <laughs> seen him not do that in the middle of this show before. We we yo, have really we have this uh, mad, <laughs> we have this we have like like there's the narrative on the network that like Jay like sits in an ivory tower and is like among like above the masses. It's actually Micah that's like the fucking <laughs> aristocrat of the Dead Pixel show. He he is not not I repeat a man of the people. Micah, he is he sits he sits in a tower made of solid alabaster, uh, looking down <laughs> on the rest of us, um, eating eating mustard and drinking crystal light as he as he buys parts on Amazon that he doesn't need for his car. So. God damn it! <laughs> Yo, I'm really upset at that because there's, like, there's, there's a there's there's an AutoZone around the corner and there's an advanced auto parts up the street. Like they're, they're both within one mile of me. <laughs> fucking damn it. Oh my God. Uh, it, it is the last, uh, it's the last like big release week for a while. And like compared to some of the release weeks we've had here recently, it feels kind of off kilter calling this a huge release week, but there's some notable like it games. is still a, like a solid yeah. week of releases. There's some notable games on here. Um Itora comes to PC, uh Rune Factory 5 comes to Nintendo Switch. Snuck uh, up on me. I well, love Rune Factory. Well well the problem is from what I've heard from the reviews, uh best stick with Rune Factory 4. 
because uh, yeah, I've heard it's okay. It's yeah. like I I saw the I saw the like the latest trailer today, which is I guess like the launch trailer that they put out, and I was like, oh right, that's supposed to come out this spring, and then I yeah. checked and I was like, oh now, oh it's out now. <laughs> Uh, the Ascent uh, gets a release on PlayStation. I guess its exclusivity with Xbox is over. Uh, Expedition Zero comes to PC. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo comes to PC and PlayStation 5 to middling reviews. Yeah, uh, the newest game from Tango Gameworks. Uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land comes to Nintendo Switch, which many people are very excited for. Uh, I played the demo of that. I forgot to yeah. mention. Um, it is a three-dimensional Kirby game. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll pick it up eventually. It's not like super huge open world or anything like that, but it it plays like you would expect Kirby to play in 3D. And finally, uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands comes to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Uh, I have to give credit to YouTuber SkillUp, who had the best phrase about this game. Uh, it's basically a Borderlands game that takes place uh, with like a swords and fantasy, like medieval times-ish motif, which is good news because if there's anyone... If there's anything that Randy Pitchford loves, it is medieval times. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, Our fun story of the week. Not really a fun story of the week. It gives me a chance to just yell about hackers again. Um, Mm -hmm. We're still playing Elden Ring. Elden Ring still an amazing game. Uh, Mike is in the end game. I haven't played nearly as much as I want. Uh, however, there's one version of the game that's having a little bit of problems. And that is, of course, the PC version of Elden Ring. And that's because there's hackers hacking people's games when they invade them and putting them basically in a death loop uh, that ca- that not like like basically like exploiting the game so that it knocks them underneath the game world. And then when they respawn, they respawn underneath the game world. And so they just keep dying over and over. And even quitting out of the game um, does not fix this problem, allegedly. Uh, there's even one hacker uh, in a separate story quoted as saying that he's a necessary evil. And it's a good thing, actually, that he exists because he's there to make sure that FromSoft <laughs> is aware of issues with their game uh, yeah, while he griefs other Go players. fuck yourself. Yeah, fuck yeah. off, dude. Like, I mean, I, I, sure, I, I, expose a security flaw and alert them to it so that they can patch it so that it doesn't happen. But, like, just doing it to people for the sake of doing it, yeah, fuck you. Like, you you an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, you're not, you're not applying for a job with the FBI. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> it ain't cute. Fuck off, man. God damn it. I wanted to I wanted to laugh at, at the at the master race's uh, misfortune, but now I can't because <laughs> like people are being dicks. I still will, because, again, I don't have this problem on console. <laughs> Just saying no problems here because all of our patches have to go through approval by sony so <laughs> it's all good again just just another lesson don't play games on your pc there you go peace pcs for, for working work. and podcast recording that's about it pcs are for working and for working it that's that's <laughs> it <laughs> i like 
I like how Carrie's surprised as if, as if she's not well aware that uh, yeah, the, 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 the Micah talking about masturbation comes up at no. least like twice a year on this on this program. Look, I am simply not interested in thinking about Micah's dick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go to the post office respect. where Rogue Creative asks two questions. Um, and I like this question because I think we've talked about it before, but I don't know if we've been ever directly asked it in this sense. Uh, mm-hmm. Game genres that we find interesting, but have never been able to get into ourselves. Um, real time strategy. And for me, it's turn based strategy. Like, like, like I, like I, I should love turn based strategy games, but for some reason, everyone that I ever play just does not, does not click. And I bounce yeah, as off a board it. game officiant. Yes, I that's what I'm saying. Like, you'd think that I'm right game. there, but uh, I think for me, it's like roguelikes. Like, I, I, I respect the roguelike, not interested in playing the roguelike. And the other thing for me is honestly, like, racing and sports sims. Um, I'm I'm down with like a fun arcade style racer or um, art, like even arcade sports games. Um, where shit's just wacky and over the top. Um, I, as a significant fan of Major League Baseball, you would figure that I would be interested in playing MLB The Show, and I, I just like fucking can't do it. Baseball's hard, and um, <laughs> it's I don't want to play like a real baseball game because it's hard. Turns out it's actually very difficult to hit a 95 mile an hour fastball. And um, Sony has opted not to make it any easier in their video game. So if you play sports sims, uh, good for you. I just can't. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have the I don't have the brain power for real time strategy games. I can't. I, I My brain can't think that fast. Plus, you'd have to play it on a PC, which was, as we already discussed, uh not not an ideal circumstance um he also asked would y'all and by y'all he means me um ever consider doing an f1 watch party online i hadn't considered it before um but i am considering it now that that they said something i know that uh one of our listeners um uh kiroshine uh did one uh i think this weekend um and that sounds fun to me because, like, if, when I'm watching the race, I'm just kind of sitting there watching it anyway. So it would not be a bad idea to talk over it and to watch it along with those of you that would be interested. So I might look into doing that. I know the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix uh, is this weekend, and that race last year was straight fire. Uh, Micah, any progress in Drive to Survive so far? Jay, Jay is Jay is in it right now. Like Jay is in I, it. Um, I, I'm working from home tomorrow, so I will start it tomorrow. Excellent. Trust me, Jay, Jay, like me and Jay were talking all day today because he watched like three episodes, I think, while he was at work. And he just like he just kept reacting to, to what was going on. And it's just funny that I knew exactly where he was um, in the series thus far. So, um, so yeah, that's something I'll definitely think about doing. And uh, if I do, uh, it'll be on Twitch. So go to twitch.tv uh, slash Dense Pixels Brad and slash Dense Pixels and uh so I'm trying, I'm trying, we're trying to get the, like, we know who has the dense pixels login, but we don't know which email address it's under. So me and Jay are trying to figure that out right now. Oh my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're working on getting that dusted off. 
Um, so more to come there. Uh, Daniel asks, who is the hardest Elden Ring boss so far? Um, I don't know. I keep seeing people talk about Radon. Radon is not hard. Radon? He's incredibly fun. He's incre- It's an incredibly fun fight. And I don't know if you've done it yet, Brad. I have not. If not, you should do it. It's it's like there's this whole like festival where where all the warriors that you've met like group together to to take out Radon and and you come in and you can spawn all of them and it's in the giant field in Kaled and you have to run up to him and he like it's so much fun. I I, I know I know he also rides like a comically small horse as he's running. Yeah, because that was his horse. That was, that was his <laughs> horse when he was a child. That was his horse big, when he was a big child. Man on so a little horse. No, yeah. like a giant man on a little on a little horse. Yeah, like like like, a, like, like he's fucking... like he's like a skyscraper sized man on like a regular downtrodden horse essentially it's very it's very <laughs> funny and he does ride it like you think that he's just like running around no no he's actually riding the horse it's it's quite ridiculous yeah, man. um so i i haven't progressed nearly as far as micah has um who was the hardest boss that i've encountered so far godric godric was the only one that i felt like I needed help for. And I feel like Godric is there just to beat the shit out of melee players early in the game. Like Godric's super easy if you're using magic, but if you're rocking melee, um, then he is much more difficult. And uh, they make up for that because uh, Ranala was super easy if, if, if you're a melee fighter. So like it was, uh, it's, it's kind of balanced that way. But I'm not deep enough into the game to really be able to answer that question yet. I don't think so. Yeah, they're not. They're not. Um, they're not hard in a sense that's like I. I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. They're all hard in a sense that if you get hit, you're gonna you're gonna get mollywopped, right? Mm-hmm. Like the patterns are easy to. They they generally have uh, a beginning like set of attacks, and then you you either wear down half of their health or all of their health, and they come and then their health comes back, and then they have a different style. But the patterns are easy to recognize. It's just timing, timing your yeah. dodges. I'll t- I'll tell you, you gave me some trouble. That fucking night, that NPC night that you face um, before you get to Renala in in the academy. Um, the one who like if you attack him with normal attacks and he parries you, which he seems to do like every time, he just fucking one shots you with with a it's like uh, a like a like a crucible knight. One yeah, of the yeah, crucible yeah. Knight. yeah, yeah, man. Fuck those that bastards. Guy. Fuck those crucible knives. Yeah, that's my problem. I have I have issues with like, like the bloody fingers either, characters and shit. Yeah, that. man. Like the bloody fi- I had to I had to go through this one town that like gives you madness if you just kind of go through it. And I didn't have anything to counteract the madness. And I'm riding, and once your madness meter fills up, just a chunk of your health goes off. You you fall off your horse and you just writhe around in pain because you're going crazy. And you got to get through that town to fight this bloody finger, and and then he can inflict madness on you. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man! <laughs> so, such a good game, though. I, I I posted this on Twitter, but uh, like I like I had a I got a haircut yesterday, and like I'm I'm normally not chatty in the barber's chair. I don't like talking to strangers typically. So, but I talked the whole time with my barber yesterday. And what do we talk about the whole time? We talked about Elden Ring the entire time. Yeah. That's how cool. <laughs> that's how cool Elden Ring is. Um, 
Cam asks, uh, to end it out, what are some of the best quality of life update items that you can recall in game series that you enjoy? The example that he gives uh, is the link cable item being added to Pokemon games, which lessen the need to actually find people to trade with to evolve Pokemon. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. Um, uh, I would also, and it's not an item, but it was the immediate thing that came to my mind um, was when, <laughs> when they remade ocarina of time on the 3ds you could now map the the different boots that you wear to like an item slot and use it as an item rather than having to pause the menu Mm -hmm. and equip the boots and unpause the menu which means that um the water temple is no longer an enormous pain in the ass um (laughs) the the infamously terrible water temple from the n64 version is really only so bad because you are constantly pausing the game to equip or unequip the iron boots um so that was that was the first thing that popped right into my mind um yeah that's it for me (laughs) i can't think of like an item that that makes the game easier to play in a series or anything like that mine's not an item either like mine so the the first game that did this that i can remember is kingdoms of amalur and I don't know how every RPG to this day has not incorporated this. And that is a feature where you can mark items in your inventory as junk. And then when you get to a merchant, you can just with one button sell anything that you have marked as junk. Yeah. Or dismantle like that. anything that you have marked as junk into, into crafting materials. How does every RPG not do this? At this point, I do not understand. The The other thing I just thought of, um, much as I think Bravely Default can kiss my ass, um, the one <laughs> thing that I do think that they put in the game that I that I liked and I respected was the fact that you could you could set the frequency of random battles. You could turn random battles off if you were like, fuck this. I'm already over leveled. I just want to run straight to the boss and advance the story and not be held up. That's great. If you're like, all right, cool, time to grind. Uh, I don't want to have to run around in circles forever. I want like bip, bap, bip, like give me another random battle every single step that I take. You can crank that shit all the way up. Uh, I think I think all RPGs should allow you to set the frequency of random battles if they happen to have random battles. That's actually a very good one because I remember, I remember that and um yeah, it's the only like, thing I respect in Bravely Default. <laughs> and and if a game, if a game, if an RPG has your encounters on the map, then I wish they would all do the Earthbound thing. And when you were over leveled over an encounter, not they only would the away. enemy run away from you, but if if you personally if you ran up on the enemy and attacked them, it would like you would instantly win the battle. Like like it wasn't even it wasn't even you didn't have to do the fight. It was just like, oh, you're attacking this enemy, you just win. That's yeah. it. That's yeah, I actually like that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that game's like 30 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't even go into the battle. It's just like, oh, like here's the battle encounter uh, loading screen up. Oh, you won. Here's your rewards. <laughs> Perfect. And like, and like I said, they, they the enemies would run away from you anyway. And it's, and usually the, what you get out of it was not worth you know, the XP that you would gain is not worth even chasing after them. So like, I'd rather them just run away in fear from you than, than do all that stuff. Yeah. Every RPG needs to have a quality of life 
person on staff. <laughs> I agree. Like, like, like that should be a job at every role playing game studio is like, make sure that our, like this game isn't a fucking pain in the ass to play with dumb shit that we're overlooking right now. <laughs> so any, any game that has like settings that you tweak. So like grand, like cause I'm playing Gran Turismo. Like that's, that's all my mind right now. Like the, the cool, the best thing they added that game was different spec sheets so that you can like make different presets for your car based on this is a super, you know, windy track. This is a fast track. This is my rain setup. This like, so you can just instantly switch and not have to tweak everything, you know, individually before you go into, in, into it, into a specific race. Every game just needs to have better quality of life features. God damn it. Like there's no game. <laughs> there is no game that is, uh, that is above getting some, some QOL features in here. Cam, Cam has touched a nerve with uh with this topic with me this week because there's nothing i hate more than having a feature in a game that's like really like in the studio with 250 of you like not one person thought hey maybe we should do this with this feature so uh that is it for the show thank you guys for submitting your questions to the post office which you can also do by joining our discord by going to denpixels.com slash fans uh make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get fine podcast. Go to youtube.com slash densepixels. Subscribe there as well. Uh, and again, follow us on Twitch. Uh, you can go to twitch.tv slash densepixels, slash densepixelsbrad, slash aberration410, or slash carry to follow us all. Um, I'm I'm strongly considering the F1 watch long thing. I might, I might play with some Ooh. formats. I might see. So, like, I, I have the F1 TV subscription, which I used for the first time this weekend magnificent there's so many cool things on there <laughs> so like not not only can you switch between um different broadcast feeds for the race itself but they also have like a track map feature where you can see where everyone is, where everyone is located on the track as it goes around which is also very nice um they have a data thing where you can see how long um each driver has been on their specific tires like what their fastest laps are, like what sectors they're running. And you can switch individually between the camera feeds for each car, at, like on demand and listen to like their radio feeds and see the view through the car cameras. It's huh. magnificent. Um, if you are an F1 fan, well worth the $80 a year um, just, just to have those race features uh, on race day. Very, very cool. Uh, but my point is, I might see if I can get that <laughs> somehow displayed. <laughs> at least, like, the, like I, I don't think I don't think I can broadcast the race without getting uh, copyright stru- no, strikes. No, but, but what you can probably do it via Discord, or I could do like the map. Like, I could at least have like the map thing on mm. on on the thing. So, uh, on the topic of Twitch, since I don't know what the hell my schedule's like when we record this anymore. I'm I'm so I'm so fucking busy. I have two bands. I'm taking trombone lessons. I'm taking guitar lessons. I'm always busy. I'm spinning too many plates. Um, next Saturday, April second, on Twitch.tv slash VGMCon, uh, my band's going to be on at uh, at 11 p.m. Eastern. We are closing out uh, VGMCon's online stage on Saturday. Um, so yeah, it's, it's free to tune in and, uh, we have a full set and it's going to be a really good time. And then if you're in the Baltimore area, my band's playing at North Avenue market on April 9th, uh, with the folks in WASD and random battles. So if you like video games and if you're listening to this, 
I'm imagining you do. Um, you can come come out and see me play some live video game music. Have, have a good time. I'm uh, I'm gonna stay up here in my alabaster tower and look down. <laughs> As Mike is collecting the fragments of the Elden Ring to become the Elden Lord. <laughs> I look I look forward to you being Elden Lord when we convene next week. So um I kinda there's I maybe, maybe. Uh there's a lot of quests that I want to do, but uh there's more there's more weapons that I need to to gather. Is there a new game plus to that game? There is know? a new game plus to that game. All all oh, from shit. games ha- all from games have it and the rune the runes drop plentifully apparently in new game plus mode but it is harder so you do have to watch out for that. All right, uh, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. But hey, it, it gives you an excuse to uh to run another character build to 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 try a new uh a new starting character point to spec her out differently. So, yeah. All right. Going for you. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening and watching. We'll see you the next time. See ya. See ya.